On this episode of Whale Cave, April Richardson talks about going to Michael Stipe's house and making Morrissey a t-shirt. Host Matt Price brings back learning about pop music while driving his wife's car. Whale Cave starts now. Everybody, welcome back to Whale Cave. Matt Bryce here on a hot, hot August day. So I'm excited to be inside, cooling off with Matt Belknap here. Hey, Matt, how's hey, it going? How's it going? Hey, hey. <laughs> um, that was, that song was called uh, "Swim and Sleep Like a Shark" by the Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Uh, great song, love that song, and uh, excited about today's Whale Cave. Uh, April Richardson is here. Uh, who I want to have on the show for a while, and so that's the best part of the second season, you know? Yeah. More people can come on, because we're doing more shows. <laughs> it would be weird if they didn't. You know what I mean? Then it would just be us introducing nothing. Yeah, like when I was off for like a year, I was like, oh man, that would have been fun talking to this person. <laughs> right. And now I'm doing it. Stock, yeah, you stock up the ideas and then uh, hit it. Stockpiling it. So uh, April, running. A, yeah, April's here. Um, April Richardson uh, is a producer, writer on Chelsea Lately. Um She's always on, uh, not always. She's often on that panel. Yeah, uh, hilarious. Mm-hmm. And she has a great podcast called Go Bayside, right? Where people watch an episode. She and a friend watch an episode of Say by the Bell, mm-hmm. and they talk about it. And they, she just had turtle on. She did. Yeah, Jerry Ferrara. <laughs> Jerry Ferrara was on. <laughs> yeah, she's had some crazy people. Yeah, um, like Jerry Ferrara. Jerry Ferrara is one of them. <laughs> I was actually on it once. That you was, were? It was super fun. Yeah. Get out of here. Loved it. it was a great time. Uh, she's going all. The, she's going in order through the entire series. That's how it's working. So, like, she started with the first episode, and she's just cruising. And then it's like, I think she's going to be done relatively soon. I was going to say, yeah, because she's in, like, the 70s. She's coming up on the, the end, uh, and then I think she's going to blow it out with a big finale live show. Well, we're not coming up on the end. Well, we might be coming up on the end. But, <laughs> but right now, we're, we have a... We're just in the midst. Yeah. We're enjoying this this second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she's going to come on in a little bit. Um, before we talk to her, I'm going to revisit a segment that I did back, back in the first season. I keep calling it seasons. Forgive me if it's annoying. But um, <laughs> but they, they are seasons. Yeah, oh, also, wait. Sense. I'm sorry. Let me say also this. If you, uh, There's been a, a nice response to the show being back. Uh, and uh, please continue at Whale Cave. That's Twitter. Matt at Whale Cave is my email, and you can write a nice review on iTunes if you if you'd like. But um, there's a segment I did uh, last time around which I, I liked, and uh, the fans were clamoring for it. The fans wanted it again. I wanted it again. Matt Belknap wanted it again, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you'll you'll chime in. So uh, here we go. Learning about If you couldn't tell by that theme music, it's called <laughs> Learning About Pop Music While Driving My Wife's Car. Guys, I don't listen to a lot of pop music. I love pop music. I grew up enjoying pop music. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. I just don't listen to it a lot. I'm often listening to my sort of, you know, pretentious indie music and such. Your morning becomes eclectic. Maybe. My, yeah, my, uh, although, you know, I love KCSN. I talk right. about them. Uh, I actually, you turned me on to that, and now I'm listening to that. Oh, man. It's great. 88.5 here in Los Angeles. But, um, and they play, you know, all kinds of rock and roll and, and new stuff. But I don't often get, like, the just a straight pop top 40. But mm-hmm. my wife loves it. 
So often when I'm in her car, it's on, right? Yeah. So it's easy just to, you know, if I'm driving around her car, boom, Don't mess with on. the presets. I mean, that's Don't mess with the presets. <laughs> no, never mess with the presets. So in this instance, uh, on this occasion, my daughter was asleep in my car, and I was, but I had a, 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 a plan to go meet my friend Eric to go play catch <laughs> at the Silver Lake Reservoir. Uh-huh. And I needed to get over there, but I couldn't drive with my daughter in the back. So I'm like, boom, I'll drive my wife's car and do a little segment of learn about pop music. Get some new material for the segment. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. So it was perfect. It all worked out. And then I could have a nice catch. It was all there. It all brought me back to my youth. Pop music yeah, and, and having a catch. catch. It's so much such a more pleasant experience than uh, the first time you did this as you were returning bad meat, I think. I was returning bad meat the first time. <laughs> yeah. No, this time it's was... a more positive story. Yeah, way more positive. Although in that story, the end of it, which you can, by the way, go to last, uh, you know, I, th- I don't remember what, when that was, oh, but man. last season you could yeah. look and find it. They're all on iTunes. But, um, but I did get the meat. I did get the money back for the meat. Yeah, that did have a happy ending, so but, happy but no ending. one wants to think about spoiled meat while they're... <laughs> no, yeah, no you don't want your car. It's a bummer, yeah. So, okay, so um, the the car right now uh, at the time was turned to uh, 102.7 Kiss, Kiss FM, mm-hmm. which is better for this because last time I think I was listening to 104.3, which is more 90s to today. Right, it's a little a bit, a little bit more listen at work, yeah, style. So you're getting Maroon Five, you know, you're getting yeah. which is still today, but you're getting you know, getting a little bit of like maybe a Sarah McLaughlin, yeah, mixed in with a yeah, uh, you'll hear ice cream. Colby Calais, exactly, yeah. <laughs> this is straight, just what's happening now. Yeah, maybe it'll venture into 2013. Not important. So, <laughs> uh, so I turn on the car. I'm on my way to Silver Lake, so I got a good 20 minutes, mm-hmm. 25, four, five, four. Five, six songs, right? Okay, so turn it on. The first song I hear is Stay With Me by Sam Smith. Yeah. Okay, now, it's in the middle of the song, right? So basically all Sam Smith is doing, he's got a nice voice, and it's basically, it sounds like the songs, it's like a sensitive dude, wants someone to stay with him. Mm-hmm. Classic pop song, kind of repeats Stay With Me over and over again, but if you want someone to stay with you, you got to repeat it. <laughs> you just say it once. So- Right. So I I think I know this song, I, I, but I might not. I, again, last time we did the segment, mm-hmm. I was listening to those stations as much as your wife does. But now I've gotten sick of it, and so I'm like, "Can you can you hum it or like?" No, just, I can't. Really? Oh, I don't. God, Here's the thing about learning about pop music while driving my <laughs> wife's car. I I usually the last I've done it once, I guess. I knew none of the songs. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I knew one. Mm-hmm. And this time around, you'll see, I also knew one. Okay. But this, I can't hum it, nor can I... What's it didn't the, stay in my head. This is the song that's in my head that when you said that. I don't mm-hmm. think it's the same one, but it might be the same guy. That There was a time... No idea. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know what you that could is. Have, that could be it. But but, it was, uh, this is a technical question. How do you figure out what song is what in your when you're driving in your wife's car? Because like, mm. usually they don't... I mean, do they say it? You just have to count on the yeah. DJ? 1027 says it. They do it. So okay. then I'll kind of, at a stoplight, I'll remember it and I'll say it into my... Uh, well, two, there's two ways I do it. One is I will... And I don't recommend doing this at home. I will record it on my um, iPhone recorder. The memo thing. So I'll sort of take my own notes. Like this one, I was like, stay with me. He's saying stay with me a lot. Sensitive. <laughs> Uh, and then a lot of times they'll repeat it. So then when they do, I'll say it. Yeah. Um, or And sometimes I'll have to play it again and then try and find it. Right. You, know? you just you know, like use Soundhound or Shazam or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Shazam was another great way. All right, so anyway, that's Stay With Me. I only heard like a minute of that song, but seemed fine. Sensitive. That's what I got out of that one. Mm-hmm. 
The next one was, um, okay, this one is example of like how I'm just not in the demo. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. This is Boom Clap by Charlie. And yeah. I looked up her name, and this is going to make me sound super old. Yeah, like, do why. you pronounce it X-C-X? Yeah. X-C-X? Or... Because that's not even real Roman numerals. You wouldn't put an X that's what and I was a C to think, and yeah. an X. Or would X-L-X. you? X-L-X. Maybe X-C-X you would. X-C-X, that would be like 100 minus 10, but then plus 10 again, right? But isn't it if you put the number before... Yeah, the X before the C would mean it's... 90. It's, so that's 90, but then the the, the 90, X after 10? would be like 10, so it would just be 100. I don't know. That, this, does, that is not how the... This is not... The point is, Carly XCX <laughs> doesn't want this conversation to happen. No. And I think she made her name to be like, if you're talking about it, you're yeah. too old to listen to it. If you if this bothers you yeah. in the slightest, then <laughs> yeah. you should f- fuck off, please. Yeah. Don't listen to Boom Clap. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I put it there so you wouldn't listen to Boom Clap. The main thing I know about her is that she's on that song that is everywhere, that Iggy Azalea song. And which is coming up, which I heard at the okay. end of this drive. Yeah, she sings the so we'll hook on there. that, right? We'll get there. So, but she's this song obviously cool and way too cool for me. Yeah, I mean, she sounds kind of like Gwen Stefani, I guess. I don't know. I mean, this is, again, this is a song like there's no... And I mean, not to make me look even older, but there's no music. You know, there's no instruments. Right. It's just kind of like... Drum machine. It was a drum machine, and she says "boom clap." And, right. And I don't know. I'm sure eight year old girls love it, and she's yeah. obviously you know doing her thing. So I this mean, isn't a judgment. I'm just I just couldn't even let me ask you this. Think though. about it as a song. Is her voice? Does her voice jump out at you at all as being distinctive or in, interesting? Or? It sounded like Gwen Stefani. It sounded kind of like whose voice I like. I, I like Gwen Stefani too, but like, I think when I've heard her, I didn't even go that far. I just, mm. I just felt like it just sounds like every generic female singer Possibly, that's out yeah. right now. So, but maybe I'm not giving her enough credit or, or giving I her a know. chance. I know. I actually do know like Dave Holmes. Uh, I think he actually recommended that, uh, Charlie XCX to me like a year or two ago. Oh really? Yeah. I think it was Dave Holmes. And I was like, well, okay. Like he was like, yeah, check it out. It's great. If you like pop music, I was like, all right. And I think I kind of listened to it. I was like, yeah, I don't. The thing about learning about pop music while in my wife's car is you're just sort of getting a little taste. Right. You're not really having the full meal. That's And that's the way it should be. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the point of Top 40. That's the point of, like, when I was a kid, we, when, you, when we grew up, the, the, like, Top 40 seemed like a unifying uh, thing. It just existed in the world so that everybody, everybody knew the same sure. things it seemed like. And then some people might know older stuff from their siblings or whatever. But like everybody was like, all right, you got Michael Jackson, Prince and Madonna and Cindy Lauper and mm-hmm. Lionel Richie. And like every, that's it. That's what music is. And so it was cool that everybody sort of understood that now it's like, I don't feel like that exists anymore. Well, that's, I think that's what this little six song example shows. Yeah. Here's another one. And this song is fascinating to me. This song is a song to me, which I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening, but it's Rude by Magic. You know that song? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so this song, apparently. I had to look that one up. I only know it because I was like, what, what is this thing at the top of yeah. the charts? Like I saw exactly. it and right. I was like, I got to know what that is. So it's got like a ska yep. sort of thing happening, it's like right? White, white boy reggae. Yeah. White boy reggae, yeah. which. It's immediately, I'm like... That's, red, red flag. <laughs> it's not only a red flag, but wow, it's number one. That's amazing. Right. So, okay, so... But so there's that happening. But then this is the other thing. This guy, Magic, is way more sensitive than Sam Smith. 
like the whole thing. And, and by the way, folks, let me just say, like, if you've listened to the show before, if you know me at all, like, I'm a sensitive person. I'm yeah. not shitting on sensitivity. In fact, that's my point. Mm-hmm. It's like I told my wife about this, like about rude by magic. And I'm like, and you know, I'm sensitive. And she was like, um, yeah, like it's, it's not, it's not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on sensitivity, but right. this guy's the whole point of the song is if you don't know the song, magic loves his lady. He asks his lady's father to give him a blessing to add for her hand in marriage. Hmm. Right. That and, is powerfully uncool. <laughs> and he says, and he, well, Hey, no, that's fine. But then, well, it's fine for a regular person, but a rock star—if that's what this guy is—it's weird. I don't care if you know Eric Clapton. It doesn't matter who does it. The okay. boss, whoever does, I'm sure the boss asked for Patty's. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but the the weird part is the unrock star part is the dad goes, "No, okay. no, I'm not giving it to you." All right. And Magic goes, "Why you got to be so rude?" <laughs> that's the not rock star part. Like that's, that's yeah, the part I'm like. That's pretty whiny. I'm I'm baffled by that. That's like it's as as a story. It's interesting, you know. But like to make it the <laughs> yeah. number one song right. in the country is that just is it one of those? Crazy. Is it one of those songs that every verse has a new <clears throat> anecdote that ties like kind of like Funky Cold Medina? <laughs> no, 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 no. He doesn't oh, go man. girl. To, you mean does he go girl to girl and every day? No, no, no. I, That'd I just, be amazing. No, I mean like like the the first verse is is that happens, but yeah. then like the second verse would be like I was at Ralph's and uh, I was uh, at the checkout counter and I was like, hey, um, it, how much for the uh, for, for oh, the, the right, spearmint right, gum? Right. And she just gave me a look. How rude! Like, right, like yeah, <laughs> you can't afford it. Yeah. Why you gotta be so rude? No, because that just, would be amazing. If it was he's just thing. revisiting the so same. So the whole thing. song is just about this incident whole and thing. no resolution. What ha- you don't know how what happens with the that's the girl. a good question. I don't know what happens with the girl, but I, it seems like he was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry her anyway. I think that was the sentiment. Okay. So so he still redeems himself as a rock star, being like, I tried to be cool. You're being a dick, and so now I got to go my own way and just – I hope that's the case because that, that's my main beef. It's like your music is supposed to be – there's supposed to be an element of, like, rebelliousness and, like, fuck the man. Like, don't ask for a father's blessing. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was putting myself in the dad's shoes because I have a daughter, right. as do you. And so I was I was wondering, like, okay, so <clears throat> I was conflicted because – So if magic because, came to you. <laughs> yeah. If magic asked me for my daughter's hand – and I said, you know, a magic. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of. I'm not he's ska. Fan of white reggae. <laughs> yeah, ska. And he goes, "Why you got to be so rude?" I I don't know if I would be like, "Fuck you, magic." Like, don't call me rude. I'm your girlfriend's right. father. Or if I'd be like, you know what? You got a good point. Kind of negates the the gesture of asking for the blessing in the first place to, yeah. to say that. But here's my question. I don't want to get too deep on this topic, but <laughs> is the asking for the blessing? I, I get the sense that you're a guy that maybe did that. Did you ask? Your... I, I had a here. Yeah, here's what I did. I was very specific. I said um, I wanted his blessing, but not permission. Mm-hmm. I was very clear about right. when I asked. Right, right. I wasn't like I was. Warned, I really would love because you're you're a feminist. You're a modern man. You don't believe that this is like a, tr- a transaction of. I'm not property. magic. I'm not like right. you know going to cry about it. Right. I'm like I'm doing it. Right, right. I'd love it if I had your permission. Yeah. That, that was the thing. That was my whole thing. I'm going to ask her. Yeah. I'd love your blessing. Do you want to give it to me? That's that's cool. Yeah, I, I regret. Not... That's what Bono did. That's what. Oh shit. Eminem. <laughs> that's what top oh forty God. stars do. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I regret not doing it, but it was kind of a like a, I don't know, like my wife's parents live in Connecticut. We are out here. It just, it was like, you never I, I, I could have called, I guess I could have called. That's weird. I didn't have that kind of relationship, but I also have a good relationship. I think I'm, they, I knew they liked me. And so it wasn't, I wasn't like worried that it wasn't, I, I just felt like it was a non-issue. Like it sure. wasn't, it was going to be a formality anyway. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really need to. Yeah. But mostly I was kind of thinking it's not their choice. It's her choice. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so why, why the why the patriarchy got to be so rude? <laughs> <laughs> why society got to be so rude? Yeah. Well, at any rate, uh, you did it better than Magic did it <laughs> by not doing it. <laughs> is Magic one guy? Can I? Do, uh, I think Magic. Figure that out? I think Magic fronts the band. Is the band? So the band is Magic. I think. Yeah, the band is Magic, but, but I think he's, he's also magic. called Magic. Yeah. It's got that exclamation point. Oh boy! I haven't really. Uh, do they have an exclamation? point? I think so. I'm oh, I didn't know that. Sure. Yeah. I thought rude was, had the exclamation. Well, maybe that's what, oh, maybe I that's what I'm But again, of. I'm not, you know, these are, I don't get I'm into I'm going to look these. that up while you get into the next okay. one because I got to right. know. Well, the next one's pretty quick. It was Chandelier by Sia. Uh, and mm. I, I loved Sia. I didn't, I've never heard this song either. But um, but I love her. I love her voice. Uh, and I love her more, I guess, non-top 40 stuff. So I was shocked to hear her on the top 40. Yeah. And this is a very, you know classic top 40 song yeah she's kind of breaking through i guess but it was great it was and i I think she wrote this for somebody is that what happened she wrote this for somebody else because she writes a lot of songs for other people Uh, yeah Um, i I actually don't know the story at all anyway c is terrific and uh the song was you know it was great the next song magic uh, does have an exclamation it does okay (laughs) so it goes in the fun oh yeah although i don't know if that's just the graphic design of this album or if it's officially Hmm. oh no no it is it's listed as the artist is listed magic with an exclamation point right even the guys in fun right wouldn't ask wouldn't say why you got to be so rude i feel like the the magic the way they wrote it and exclamation pointed it is almost like a response to fun okay yeah fun fun but it's not a question no, they're just, they're saying it's not, it's a response in the sense that they're like, you guys were very like ironic with your period, mm-hmm. but now we're going to be very like loud and unironic with our all caps exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, they made no, they, they're making a statement. <laughs> I guess that's what you got to do now. Yeah. Punctuation. Um, all right. Next song. Um, there's a little traffic by the way. And so we're like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's why like, I was, I was surprised. I was like, wow, I'm getting through a lot of these, mm-hmm. but anyway. In case you're wondering, like, this seems like a long drive to Silver Lake. Um, All of Me by John Legend. Another su- Here's another surprise. Because mm-hmm. John Legend, I'm going to admit, his voice is, you know... Here, here's a good thing I learned in this, uh, learning about pop music. A lot of great voices. Yeah. John Legend, Sia, Sam Smith. I mean, tip of the cap. Maybe not Charlie XCX. We're Maybe not sure. Maybe not Charlie XCX. <laughs> not magic. But anyway, here's another thing about John Legend. I didn't know John Legend put out music. Like I only see, what? I only see him in benefits. Oh, you know, interesting. Like I don't. I was like, I can't think of a John Legend song for a guy yeah, who hosts a music podcast. Right. Yeah. But he sure is. I mean, he has an amazing voice. He's extremely talented. Awesome voice. Really unique and, and like just, a star. Yeah. But I couldn't say like, oh, that John Legend song because he lives in that weird world of like 21st century R and B, which is like almost non-existent. Like that genre is basically like forgotten like well, to I, you whitey yeah no but i don't know where like i feel like so much of r&b so much of popular r&b has just become like interchangeable with with hip-hop or whatever so like what's left for the, like the the classic r&b singer right not much well 
All of me, apparently. Yeah, I guess he's finally top, getting some... Top 40, I guess. That's but I was, cool. I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, I literally was happy for John Legend. Yeah, I'm, 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 I, always, way, I root for that guy. He yeah, seems he's like fine. a good guy. He I doesn't watched need that, me to be happy. I watched that show Duets, uh, mm. I think it was last summer, sure. maybe. Do you remember that? It was like a, yeah. it was like a American Idol, but it was people had to sing duets, and it was um, it was cool. He was one of the judges. Have you seen trios? <laughs> no, it's a, no. Take it to the new level. That's what I mean. He's always like a judge, right? He's always exactly. Like, he's he's a, always like he, I saw him in a Stevie Wonder benefit. Yeah, like I, he's on like whenever you know, like yes, he's, he's in the exactly. Beatles. Uh, right. I think he was in the Beatles show. That, that thing last winter. Yeah, yeah, like the twenty. But like. 30th whatever was it the 40th anniversary? 50th anniversary the 50th Jesus. yeah yeah he's amazing but i just you know anyway anyway whatever point is all good me. for him i'm glad he's on yeah. the charts like that's what tip the, of the cap that's what the, honestly that's what music needs is some actual like yeah. the guys with serious talent that are like that's what you need out there music because <laughs> well, there's a lot of disposable i mean i just think the nature of the way music is distributed now makes so much of it even more disposable than it has been in the past, which it was always pretty disposable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you were like back when there was like, you know, 50 cents for a 45, it's pretty disposable too. But like, I think now it just seems like people are like, whatever, there's like no inherent value to anything anymore. But like you get a guy who like can have a sustain a career. I think that helps. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Although music just asked you why you got to be so rude. <laughs> Sorry, music. Um, okay. So the last full song I heard, was uh we talked about a little bit was uh or teased it was fancy by Iggy Azalea. Now this is the yeah. only song I've heard before this uh mm-hmm. you know before I got my wife's car. Yeah. Um, cuz this song is pretty much everywhere. And I'm where not, did you hear it? Like where cuz that's one of those songs I don't even know where you hear it. It just seeps into your life. Oh, you mean before I was in my wife's Yeah, uh, like what 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 was your ex- experience with it before that? I mean, was she on SNL or no? Maybe. That's probably. I feel like I heard her perform it either on SNL or or Fallon or somewhere. Sure. I think I saw it okay. or saw a video of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard little clips of it, like in like a com- like a promo for something. Sure. Yeah, like, yeah, tonight yeah. on whatever. Um, and I know people are just talking about her. Like I've read articles yes. about her in Rolling Stone, and it's very much she's very much in the. She's like, sort of a like polarizing guys. figure. It seems like. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, and so when I listened to the song, I was like, I wonder why people. Some people are defending her and hating on her, and and I listen to the song, and I'm, I will just say I don't like the song. Like it seems like like I love Missy Elliott, mm-hmm. and I even read that Missy Elliott was a big influence on her, mm-hmm. but she seems I, it just doesn't seem authentic. Like I don't know if Magic's is, authentic either, right? So, and maybe that's why I don't like that song. But it just seems like it's very like from from what very little I know of her. Uh, it's it's not this is kind of unfair on some level to be like well she's from Australia so what the hell like she can't right. she can't be street like that's that's a bogus shitty thing to say but when you look at her and then you hear how she's making her voice out first of all her her voice is very it's a it's it's very put on like it's it doesn't that no one actually right. sounds like that normally so like you have to make that choice but certain artists they they have a, a flow or, a, or like a vocal style that you don't question. You just go, well, I guess that's what they sound like. That's cool. Whatever it is, it's interesting. Like Missy, like you go, all right, that's different, but I, I, I accept it. It seems genuine. It seems to come right. from a genuine place. She does not, her voice does not seem to come from a genuine place. That's just my like old guy read on it is it just sounds very fake and very much like, tr- like a poser. But it's interesting because I know you're like, a big fan of, and not to go in this direction, 
but like you're a big fan of the Beastie Boys. Yeah, who were the original? Right. They, so they is were that the, yeah. is Mike D like? And I love the Beastie Boys, right. but is that was that? I think you would authentic to me. I don't know. To it's just hard to say. Like, what is right. what is authentic? She just seems less authentic because it's like right. I don't know if there's ever been a white female rapper, frankly. Yeah. Well, the thing about the Beastie Boys is they besides were... Madonna, of course, in Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> Let us not forget. Um, yeah, I'm actually trying to think if there was there. There must have been at some point. I'm trying to think. Uh, it's nothing. I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind, but uh, but I guess I'm just saying, like in pop music, like what is right. authentic? Like, yeah, well, is... especially in hip hop, that, that's that is a that is an important question because I think I think you get into trouble when you start saying like, well, like white people aren't allowed to do this kind of music. I mm-hmm. think that's I think that's a shitty position to take because uh, it's a it, to me what's amazing about hip hop is that it you know it started in our lifetime and has basically swept the globe and sure. and that's a positive thing i think even i think even rappers who were like there at the beginning would say they're proud of the fact that they were a part of building something that has proven itself to be like this you know right now the dominant form of music in some ways no doubt in, in popular culture um so there's nothing wrong with people getting excited about it and doing it i just think like here's the thing eminem doesn't Eminem sounds like nobody ever sounded and, oh, and yeah. you might even say like I, when I first heard him I was like I that's I can't believe a guy actually wants to sound like that like that's a terrible sound but it's it, he made it his own like he's like this is me like he he made a point of being like I'm not trying to sound black I'm not trying to sound like some other rapper this is me I'm I and this is what my thing is going to be and I think that's kind of what allowed people to like accept him right on both sides of the divide the the, the hip-hop heads and the like the establishment of, of rap and the mainstream like music lover cult you know like just fa- you know fans of music or pop music so I, that's what bugs me about her is like I don't feel like she has I don't think she's ever going to have the respect of anybody in like in the in the rap game so although maybe i'm wrong maybe people, maybe already she does i'm not sure i think she does i mean i, I well at any rate it, it's like i'm first of all i'm sure she does but but um, <laughs> well, that's a bummer on a different level right but to I, me i mean but I, I know that chuck d called her out on uh on twitter because she used the n-word she, right she tweeted something and he was like no yeah um but other than that I don't know what other people think of her. I just, I just hear that and go, this is, it just sounds like garbage to me. Like that's the bottom line. I mean, the bottom line for me was it, it just seemed like marketing. Yeah. Like, right. like I don't even, it, it's, it's more hard of, to decipher it, who's real and who's not. But at the end of the day, she seemed like a brilliant marketing strategy. It's more vanilla ice than like Beastie Boys or Eminem. That's what I would say. Um, wasn't my thing, but listen, and to defend the Beastie Boys, I think they had their own sound too. Like I don't think they were trying to sound black. I think they no. were they were in the scene, and so maybe they used some of the slang. Like, but they were they weren't trying to trick it. Like, like Vanilla Ice, people thought he was black before you know the video came out. Like, because it just sounded like that's what he was emulating, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the same deal. But I think now we're at a point in culture where the the audience doesn't. I mean, in some ways, maybe it's good that they don't care. In other ways, it's kind of like, but but what's question? Like, let's question a little bit the motivation. Whatever it is, it's fascinating. Like, I feel like she's a. Uh, I was not expecting, you know, when I read more about her, like all the 
controversy around it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I right. kind of thought it'd be like a one-off thing, but it's not. Even if, like, I didn't know she had anything. A couple, I think she's right now has yeah. one and two. Yeah. It's one of those things, like, if I didn't know anything about her, or didn't, didn't right. see anything, didn't, if I didn't know anything about music and mm-hmm. just heard that song in a vacuum, I'd be like, this grates on my nerves. Like, the way she's delivering lines. You gotta be so rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't care what we think. Nope. Dominating. Anyway, uh, okay, so anyway, I have now, so that song ends and I pull into. The Silver Lake mm-hmm. Reservoir, not literally the reservoir, but to play catch with my friend. And I hear the first couple chords of this song, and I'm going to just count this song because this is another layer of this segment that made me, I was fascinated. But the song is called uh, Am I Wrong by Nico and Vins. Have you heard this song? I can't. I haven't even heard of it. Okay, I can't begin or to them. explain the mu- The music is kind of like if you were uh, on So You Think You Can Dance, mm-hmm. it would be like a salsa Kind of like a new salsa kind of beat, okay. yeah. sort of upbeat. But the dudes are super introspective and sensitive again. <laughs> oh my god, so what's happening? I'm listening to. I'm just sitting there, like, because I'm like, I'm just coming off of Iggy Azalea, who's pretty brash, you know, in your yeah. face. And then, but the dudes like Magic and uh, Sam Smith and Nico and Vince are all super. It's like, it's like they flipped the script. It's like the dudes yeah. have gone all Gautier suddenly. And is that what it takes now in pop music? Well, here's what I'm going to um, venture to guess. Six songs and I'm getting this. Because I think this happened in the in the late 80s, early 90s, too, in some ways. And I think it's because they realized that the major force in like buying music or like the, the, the audience is teenage girls. Mm, sure. And the teenage girls want a, a guy who seems kind of dangerous but still safe and so i think the scent like to oh remember like when metal bands not even metal but like hair metal bands would always have that ballad because that with the ballad was like don't worry ladies yeah i, I might have the spikes on my you know the studs like on more my than jacket. words yeah yeah um yeah or like uh, every rose has its thorn okay like, right like that kind of thing yeah. i'll remember you by skid row <laughs> silent lucidity <laughs> <laughs> we could just go on all sure, day about and we this. will um but yeah but then and then even like new kids on the block and like those boy bands took it to that other level where it was just like all sensitive like just complete overload of sensitive guy because i think they were just like we're targeting the female demo like that's our course, thing we're gonna course, get these yeah. girls like we're gonna get you know we're gonna get those panties wet man <laughs> but this seems like other like that was more like i miss you like stay with me is that what it was called stay with yeah, me i Sam forgot Smith. already yeah, like that. That's more on that vibe. But like, why you got to be so rude? And uh, am I wrong? I mean, these were more just like introspective. I don't know. It was a different layer of sensitivity. I right. Thought. Okay. Like more looking, showing a more of a genuine emotion as opposed to like trying to get the girl. Okay. That like makes they're sense? taking it to the next level. So I thought like, so. It's yeah. Like maybe, but still, might be a game. Like uh, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. The weird thing is, Nico and Vince could be playing a game. I gotta look that up. I've never heard of those people, but I, I will say that there. I think there's a movie now called Stay with Me. Mm. I don't know if it's based on the song or if it's tied to the song at all, but it looks like a teen, like you know, cheesy romantic drama. I do not know. It's uh, my next segment. It's like, I think the poster even is like the title is like hashtag stay with me. <laughs> oh, really? It could be totally. I got to look this up too. Cause right. I don't want to be spitting some ignorance here. Well, the irony of all this is, so I go, um, my friend, I go, we play catch for like 20 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then our arms hurt and we just talk about our feelings for like an hour. <laughs> so after all that, I'm like, it's a stay with me. So thanks magic and Nico and Vince. And, uh, 
that's this segment. We're what about the ride home, though? Is that is that another segment? No, then I went to. I, you I just, just were like enough of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I felt it. like I got it. You got you. You did your part. I got a wide spot. Also on the ride home. Oh, this is what happened on the ride home. <laughs> I forgot. So on the ride home, there was a um, uh, a nude bike ride. What? They came through. A nude bike ride rode okay. through the, the streets of Hollywood, huh. and it was like five blocks long. So I went to my car, and it was happening. They were riding around the reservoir, and then I drove like six blocks and so i kind of wasn't really focusing on <laughs> right anything but that was anyway that doesn't even that's matter. i was i was done i was done i learned about pop music while driving my wife's car and now we're going to talk to april richardson learning about pop music while driving okay i'm here with april richardson hi thank you so much for being here thank you for asking me to do this I feel like you are the perfect guest for the show. <laughs> Go with that feeling. Because I feel like you have what I've learned via Facebook. Sure. And just, you know, here and around town, you just have a billion. Here around town. You know, around town. Because I'm around town. Where on the street is. Yeah. 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 Word up on Beverly uh, on the boulevard is that, no, that you, uh, you just have a million hilarious yeah. music related stories. So I'm really. It's very exciting. Yeah, that's all I do with my time is like collect records and then try to chase down the people that made those records and make them be my friends. That's awesome. And it's it works. It kind of works. Yeah. Um, sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time it does. I feel like I'm a good judge of character in the way that I can tell. Like, I think me and this person will get along. Okay. Which sounds super psychotic if you're talking about a famous person. <laughs> and I know that. And that is weird. But most of the time it works out. Okay. Because Good. most of the people I like, I like based on s- similar, in- like I, they're not, I'm not talking about like Britney Spears, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like people who put time and effort and thought into what right. they're writing and the lyrics and stuff where I'm like, oh, it sounds like we'd probably be bros. Right. They get it. Right. You're not chasing down like whatever. Tag team. <laughs> <laughs> Although I yeah. should. Although I'm no disrespect to tag team. <laughs> no. I heard they're back again. <laughs> There it is. There Bell Nap is. (laughs) No disrespect to tag team. That's true. Uh, But that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. And you're here, you know, here in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like that you probably see more people. Well, yes. Totally. But a lot of this, I grew up in Atlanta. And then when I graduated from high school, I spent a lot of time in England. And so in both of those places, like Atlanta especially, it's a big enough city that everybody stops there. Mm -hmm. Like everybody has tour stops there. But it's, small enough in the but they're playing like smaller venues than they would in new york and la and also so it's like easier to meet people there and then when i went to england and lived there for a while the benefit of having an american accent was great because when i would meet people there i could go and i wasn't lying technically and i'd be like i came all the way from america to see you and they were like holy shit let's hang out you know what i mean so and you southerned it up a little bit yeah of course of course well even then this is when i was like 18 19 so i probably had even more of a southern accent so yeah i mean like i'm a huge stone roses fan huge Mm -hmm. and when i lived there i lived in manchester with my friend and her his sister's boyfriend lived on the same street as ian brown and he was like, I see him all the time. And I was like, let's go to his house. So I like straight up knocked on Ian Brown's house in Lim in Manchester, which again, that's psychotic. Don't do that. Don't do that. I was a teenager, but don't do it. And um, Even if you're a teenager. Even if you're a teenager. Especially if you're a teenager. Yeah, don't do it. But I did. And he was like super nice to me. He answered the door and he was like, hey, 
And I'm like, what's up, Ian Brown? You know, I'm living here now. I'm from Atlanta. I'm a huge fan. You're awesome. Whatever, whatever. And he was super like, oh, you're from Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I've been there a few times. And like, just <laughs> chilled with me on his front stoop for like 10 minutes. And then he was like, hey, well, it's cool to meet you, but I have to go feed my kids now. And I was like, cool, you're awesome. And like, yeah. But again, I have a million stories like that. As an adult, as mm-hmm. a 35 year old with 35 year old eyes looking back, I'm like, that's monstrous. Don't na- <laughs> knock on people's doors. <laughs> but at the time it worked out because you haven't stopped that i mean it's not like that was just a teenage it kind of, yeah because i knocked on michael stipe's door when i was a teenager too when i was like 15 in um, athens in athens uh, uh i just told the story the other day i think on a podcast but yeah this i because again people who don't know me as a person are like <laughs> you're you should be arrested like that's terrible and crazy behavior but i'm like i'm super nice i know i'm not i'm not gonna murder anybody i right. don't think i give off a vibe of murdering so, in the old days, people used to do that. You'd knock on the door. Hi. Yeah, and and then would it, you like a pie? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's that's a, what, and like Girl Scouts knock on doors. Yeah, excuse me. Would you like to buy some Samoas? Yes. What have you? Yes. So what's the difference? Hi, hi. Stipe. I, I think enjoy great. fables of the reconstruction. Yeah. <laughs> Let's high like five to, and then I'll leave you alone. Yeah, that's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. He wasn't home when I was fifteen. I, uh, my mom was like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, I want you to drive me to Athens. I'm 15. I can't drive. I want you to drive me to Athens and like take me to all the REM landmarks. For your birthday. For my birthday. That's awesome. And my mom was like, cool, totally. I'll do it because my mom's awesome. <laughs> so she took me and two friends to Athens. This is probably, I mean, after I was old enough to drive, I would go to Athens all the time to see shows and stuff. But this is probably how, the how first time. How far is that, by the way? I have no From stuff. Atlanta, it's only like an hour. It's like not even an hour. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's not a big deal. So she's like, cool, I'll do it. And we did. We went to, you know, like the place where the first 40 watt was and the church where they played their first show. And like all I had like this list, this checklist. And we went to Weaver D's, which is what is they named Automatic for the People after. Uh, so we went to eat there. And while we're eating, the guy who was serving us, which I didn't know was Weaver D. I was like, hey, where do they live? Like, just kind of joking, but not. And he was straight up like, well, Michael Stipe lives down here on the left. And then Mike Mills is, and like just told us their addresses, which sorry no to out way. you, Weaver, but he Dude, did. Weaver, don't. Not cool. Yeah. So <laughs> we went. We went. And, the, and their houses are on the most nondescript. Wait, don't, don't. I won't say. Yeah. Well, everybody knows. Don't be a Weaver D. Yeah. Everybody kind of knows anyway. Like, after that happened everybody because i had a ton of friends that went to college there and stuff and they're like everyone knows where their houses are but they you would never guess it's like on a residential street Hmm. the most average size looking house ever Mm -hmm. like college students living on either side of them like you would never know but uh michael stipe wasn't home yes yes, totally on document avenue they both but they lived like really close to each other he wasn't home and then mike mills was so you went to Mike Mills after? Yes. Knocked on his door with my mom. It's like me and my mom on his porch. And he answered. And he's like, hey, how's it going? And my mom's like, listen. Because at that point, my mom's like his age. So my mom's like adult to adult. Yeah. Sorry about it. My kid's super into you. It's her birthday, whatever, whatever. And he, so there's, I have a picture of me and Mike Mills on his front porch when I was 15. <laughs> wow. He could not have been nicer. Like was so nice. And then... <clears throat> was he bummed at all that you went to Stipes first? <laughs> I don't think... You he actually Michael's made first, a joke about it. He made a joke about it because I said something. And if you can believe it, when I was a teenager, I was like less shy. I was like more balls to the wall than I am now. Like I was super like, what's up, dude? I love you. Arian's the best. How's it going? Whatever, whatever. And like just not shy about it. And then I think I did say something about going to Stipes' house. And he he made a joke like good luck with that or whatever like he's totally not answering the door buddy or whatever and so so yeah he posed for a picture super nice and then like 20 years later well not 20 years that would be now um i guess 10 years later i still lived in atlanta 
But um, Billy came through. Billy Brack came through. He did a tour with Mike Mills, uh, Tom Morello. It was this Tell Us the Truth tour. It was before one of the election years. I think it was before Bush's second election, maybe. But anyway, they came to Atlanta. And at this point, I knew Billy. And like we were really tight. So like he totally were like backstage, whatever. And so Mike Mills was there. And I went up to him and was like, listen, <laughs> I don't expect you to remember this at all. But I want to retroactively apologize to you because like that's insane to come. Kn- I knocked on your door when I was 15. Like, sorry about it. And he stopped me. He was so nice. But he stopped me mid-sentence and was like, you have no idea how often that happens. Like, don't apologize. It happens all the time. Like, it's not Whoa. a big deal. Oh, man. And I was like, okay, cool. I still feel like a dick, but okay. But he was super nice. Oh, super that's cool. About cool. It. But don't, but it's so weird because in telling that now, it sounds like an indoor, but I'm like, no, don't go knock on people's houses. Like, don't do that. But. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be dangerous. Yeah. You never know. I feel like this was a, this was Mike a time Mills where it wasn't that dangerous. Right. When I was 15, that wasn't as creepy as maybe it is now. Well, probably less dangerous. Yeah. And also know. I'm a girl. Like, I feel like if you're a dude, it's probably worse. I don't know. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, if a guy looks out his window and a, a dude is standing there like, what's up? They might be less likely to answer the door. But if it's like a little 15-year-old girl, they're like, hi. Yeah. Oh, you're saying for... From, for the person for the Mike whose Mills. door is being knocked on. It's right. hilarious yes. that you're not looking at it from your own perspective. That's what I was saying. You are an underage That's female what I was saying, yeah. knocking yeah, on but a grown I, man's door. I know yeah, your, your mom but my mom's with, with me. Know, know. My mom is with me. And also that... But not in the Stone Roses guy's case. Yeah. That's... Well, my friends were with me. Like, my oh, okay. friend Neil was with me because he drove me there. Yeah, you're right. But then I also... That's another thing is when when i tell people these stories because of course like all these guys are grown men but i'm like they're they're not like nikki six like it's not like you know what i mean <laughs> right. that's another thing too it's like mike mills hardly has a rep for like doing blow off of like hookers right. tits like it's yeah. not you were knocking on sebastian box yes 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 exactly like all these right. people no i grew up admiring aren't those kind of like <laughs> <laughs> he's touring with tag team yeah <laughs> no disrespect disrespect it's anyone. the box <laughs> there it is tour <laughs> oh that'd be a dope mash <laughs> I would totally see that. Would you go? Would you go to the LA County Fair with me to see that? Yes, who I would. headlines? Yeah. Who headlines in that? Oh, it's got to be Bach. Bach I mean, for sure. Oh, they could do uh, the. They could do the switch it every county fair they hit. Yeah, <laughs> it depends on where they are. Like honestly. you do San Diego, I got LA. I feel like if they're in, like if they're in Dade County, then tag team has to open. Dade County, totally. <laughs> Dade County. Well, yeah, totally. they each have their home. Chart. I mean, I'm sorry, not open. They're headlining. Yeah, like, tag team's headlining. We knew what you Bach did. from like Jersey. I think so, yeah. He's got to be. Sounds right. He's got to be a New Jersey dude. Bach? <laughs> I think it originally from Austria, maybe. <laughs> Go to Bachopedia. Read all about it. Johann Sebastian. Uh, anyone? Any classical music out there? <laughs> anyone? Different hey. podcast, dude. That's what I mean. um, But you've also... Different cave. Different, different cave, bro. <laughs> but you've met Michael Stipe, or you've... I did meet him. Um, I ended up meeting him a bunch after... I, I tried forever, obviously, from 15 on. Because are they your ultimate? I mean, I know He's you're like a my big number one music dude. fan, but are they... REM know? is just my favorite band of all time. Right. Like, I just love... I mean, again, I grew up in Georgia. I know there's a lot of nostalgia attached to that, but like, yeah, so I grew up listening to them. They were the right. first, like, real band I got into after, like, New Kids and stuff. And Green was the first cassette tape I bought with my mm. own money. So yeah, they're my all-time favorite band. And he... I ended up meeting him at the 40 Watt when I was 21, I think? 20 or 21, Funnily enough, it was at a bright eyes show at the 40 watt <laughs> and he was there and he was like at the bar and yeah, my friend came up and was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, dude, like calm down. He's at the bar, get your shit together, whatever, whatever. And so I went up to talk to him and thankfully he was super nice to me oh, and good. um, I can't, I mean, I just did the, t- I was like, listen, 
I don't know what to say that you haven't heard before. You don't understand. You're my dude. Like, you're the best, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And he was super nice to me. And he was like, what's your name? And, you know, I was like, April. And he's like, he introduced himself, which is always the best. He's mm -hmm. like, I'm Michael. I'm like, doy. Yeah. And uh, he gave me a big hug and was like, I hope you have a really nice night. Like, it's a really nice meeting. Like, he could not have been nicer, which is good. If had he been mean, it would have destroyed me forever. And I have heard stories of him being a bit weird, but he was super nice to me. And then I like wept the whole drive home because I was like, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> but then funnily enough, like I'd waited that long for that to happen. And then after that, every time I went to Athens, I saw him like to where I was like bumping into him on the street every time I went to Athens. And Not that I ever got tired of, of it, but it was just like, all right, dude, you know. Did you have any rapport or was it or was it just more like, hey, it's me yeah. again? <laughs> there were a couple of times he gave me like a or nod on the street. There was one time, I promise this sounds like so cartoonish, but I forget the show, but I was leaving the 40 watt and they were they it was when I forget which album was out, but they were in the flagpole, like the free magazine in Athens. And there was like a big spread. And I was like, oh, my God, he looks so hot. And then I like put it down. and He was like sitting on a bench right in front of the 40 watts. <laughs> so I'm like, cool, dude. So that happened. But yeah, other times it would just be like I'd be leaving the show and he would cross me on the street and it would just be like a nod of like, all right. Yeah. Hey. So, he, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like almost like then he would be like, is this girl stalking? Well, I mean, he could. I don't think he like remembered me in a way no, that's okay. like, oh, there's April. Like, there's no way he like mm -hmm. knew who I was, but mm -hmm. it could have just been the. But that's in Athens. I, I, too, I think right? in Athens, he probably has to give a head nod to 50 people walking that's the street who are like, what's yeah. up, Stipe? Like, yeah. 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 Stipe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think he's used to that whenever he's yeah. in Athens. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and your other, I know your other, I mean, I know you have a bunch, but I know yes. Morrissey's like a big. Morrissey's number seems two. like a big. Super close number two to Stipe. Because the Smiths were like the second legit band I got into. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm kind of bananas when it comes to stalking that dude. But I've never, no I don't know, I've never knocked on his door or anything because I don't know. I feel know like Morrissey doesn't even live anywhere. He kind of doesn't. He like did live he lives here. underground. <laughs> yeah, didn't he live a, like a. He up lived up on Sweetser. Uh -oh. He did? Yeah, he lived next door to Johnny Depp on Sweetser. Huh. But he moved before I moved here. He moved. He heard I was coming to town and was like, hmm, gotta sell <laughs> yeah. this property. Um, but I've met him several times. I've met him like four or five times. And when you say met? Like met him at the Cat and Fiddle. Okay. Or met him, most of the time it's been at the Cat and Fiddle. Uh, a couple of times way back in when I was like 17 or something in Atlanta, it was like after shows. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I won a radio station contest in Atlanta when I was like 19 or 20. What no, was it? What was it? I was older than that. I was 22, maybe. It was just for a meet like and a call in. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so I met him in that kind of confined, like everyone line up at the meet and greet and shake his hand kind of thing. And so I did that. Mm -hmm. But then that was actually one of the greatest. This is, and this will show you how what a boring life I have led. If I say this is the greatest thing that ever happened in my life, <laughs> and then I follow with this. Um, when I met him, in actually, yeah, this is totally in 2004. So I'm 25. Uh, and I know that because it was election year and he at every show so far I went and every time he tours I go see as many times as possible so this is already like the 10th time I'd seen him on that specific tour and every show he was saying something about how he wishes he was like a super huge daily show fan he was always shouting out John Stewart at all the shows and was just like I love John Stewart I wish I could vote for him for president he's the best and I'm like all right dude <laughs> so I had won this radio station contest months prior like when the first the tour first started and I had a silk screen. I made zines and like silk screen and all this stuff in my youth. So I still had all those materials. So the night before that meet and greet, I was like, I'm going to make a shirt that says John Stewart for president and like screen it for him to like really impress him. Brilliant. So I did. And so the next day 
was the meet and greet thing. But then the security dudes at it were huge assholes. Like I had this bag of gifts for him and they're like, oh, you can't bring it back. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, you know, I like got in their faces like I'm bringing this dude gifts. Deal with it. <laughs> like I was so rude to them. But they were just like, no, you can't. I'm like, you don't understand. I've waited years for this to happen, whatever, whatever. And so the guy goes, you know, I'm like on the verge of tears. Like at that point, he should have been like, you especially can't bring anything in. Like You're clearly <laughs> going to murder him. And my favorite part of that story is the guy's defense was, well, we don't know what's in your bags. And I'm like, you can totally search it. Like, I have no problem with that. And he goes, I worked an Amy Grant meet and greet once where a guy brought in a dozen roses with razor blades in them. What? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, then I was and I was so freely was like, look through my bag all you want. And so he was like, I'll do you a favor. I'll take this in. Like, you can't take it in, but I'll take it in for you and put it in his dressing room. So I was like, cool. But then I was thinking, he's never going to see this. This mm-hmm. sucks. So we have the meet and greet. And I tell him when I'm meeting him, I'm like, hey, there's a bag of stuff in your dressing room that's from me. Like, remember <laughs> oh this face. God, like, nothing terrible. weird about it. Totally it totally does. It totally sounds. <laughs> and he looked at me like, all right, dude. And I'm like, I swear, it's cool, right? So then he comes out, starts the show. And first thing he says is, who gave me the shirts that are in my dressing room? Because they're beautiful. And I was uh. like, it's me. It's me. And I was like, front row. And he like came over and thanked me. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, best day ever. But then the next day on his website, on his official website, he issued a press release that was like, everybody be sure to vote for whatever, like against George Bush and like was wearing that shirt. Like that was the awesome. official like nice. picture. While we're, ta- while we're talking, I'll bring it up. But like, um, yeah. So he totally, you know, that was, I'm like, I made that. I yeah, did that. And then after of, that. You won. You won the, the, won. Won the election. The yeah. unspoken Morrissey totally fan contest. And then after that, though, I got like tons of emails from people that were like, oh, I want, can I buy that shirt from you? And I, I wouldn't let anybody buy it because I'm like, it's too cool that only me and Morrissey have this shirt. Damn, I want one, I want one of those you shirts. You can't have one. So I still have one left from that. We're passing. Oh, man. That's like the official picture that he that he posted on his site. That's a good shirt. We're looking man. at a picture you right did now. A good job. Of, uh, I totally Morrissey. designed it and made it myself. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's also a nice... That's just a... It's like a good picture. He looks super hot in it. Like, right. everything about yeah. it is That great. might be the first selfie ever. <laughs> <laughs> so is that 04? 2004. Yeah, this is 2004. Morrissey's so on the cutting edge. Yeah. yeah. I just... And I, you know, obviously as a comedy fan, what I was just pleased that he was like shouting out Jon Stewart all the time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I did that. So that's one of my life accomplishments. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't Yeah, you should never preface that with you're going to think I'm lame at this is Well, the because most people are like who cares you gave a dude a shirt? Like who cares? But I mean, whatever. To me it's a pretty big deal. I think so. so. Because it was like giving the guy I admire most a thing I made and then he's come turning around and repping it for me. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, that's cool." Connecting all the dots. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Comedy, music. Yes. So I did that. Morrissey on the balcony. Yes. Um, and you've met him, but you've sort of bum-rushed him a few times. I have. Which is I've... interesting, because it seems like that's such a lovely story. What? <laughs> <laughs> and so you basically are like, yeah, thanks so much. Hey, man. <laughs> well, he kind I've, he kind of he kind of knows who I am, weirdly. I don't mean in the way that like we hang out or anything like that. I'm not delusional. But I know because of, sh- especially after that tour, like I mm-hmm. went to like 10 more shows after that, and he was clearly like, hey, what's up, like from the stage. And then I even met him... I talked to him at the Sparks show here like six months ago. And when I went up to him, like he was like, hi, how are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. does he? So, uh, sorry, I I got I have a question about that. (laughs) Sure. Would you see him? Did you say hello, Morrissey? Like, do you actually call him? Now I'm to the point. I'm still super into him. 
<laughs> but I'm calmer. He's Michael Seib and him are like the two dudes that could make me lose my shit. Like everyone else, again, I'm like, hey, how's it going? But though, like, I cried. Michael Seib, mm-hmm. him, I kind of got blubbery. But now it's to the point, and especially in Los Angeles, like I've seen him so many times that I can kind of go, "What's up, dude?" And like I said, and also this is so convoluted. My friend Christine, my really good friend, has been his opening act for ages now, right. for like eight years or something, and so. She, and she's sent him he's also like seen me on tv because she's like sent him clips of you know because i've worn mm-hmm. her shirt on chelsea lately in mm-hmm. his shirt so she's been like hey check this out and so i even at the sparks show since it since it wasn't i was like will it be annoying i texted her like is this going to be annoying is it cool if i talk to him and she was like well he likes you like go talk to him and so i was like oh what okay and then so of course i totally went up and was like what's up how's it going and like yeah he was cool to me i mean as cool as morrissey can be he wasn't like giving me <laughs> fist bumps or anything right yeah but small talk yeah i mean he was definitely at that point i had read his book i was like hey how's it going you know whatever he's like fine how are you and i'm like uh just so you know i've read your book twice now buddy or something like that and he was like twice he was like you need to get a hobby <laughs> like just clowned on me and i was like morrissey was joking <laughs> with me yay morrissey cut me down yeah i was like i love it i so, made it yeah. um do you think have you met this might be a weird question but have you met other people that have the morrissey like a passion they're like oh dude i bum rush morrissey too oh okay. yeah i'm like a lightweight in that that's what definitely oh yeah yeah yeah. i know people that have gone to literally every single show on every single tour okay that's what i was wondering if he's in the crowd like oh yeah there's susan completely like the whole front row especially the (laughs) yes yeah 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 definitely especially in recent tours like the whole front row is like the same people he absolutely knows who they are there are people that actually get walked in before everyone else because they've gone to show so many shows and are you do you hang with them ever or i do because i know them but i don't you know to be fair to them like they've put in weight i mean now that i have a job when i didn't have a job i was one of those people but now that i'm a job that i can't take time off yeah my friend doug i have a friend named doug who he's that guy like morsey totally knows him he's on the list he gets walked in before everybody else to be front row uh this guy julian i know same thing so yeah there's like a whole crew of regulars where he knows them and knows they're going to be front row no matter where in the world he is playing. But they're not silkscreen level. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they don't have skills maybe that right. I do. But, but they don't take whatever skill they have. They're not like, oh, well, I, I think their the skill scarf. is being able to show up to any show anywhere right. on the planet. That is kind of impressive. Yeah, like, how exactly. How the fuck do you do that? Exactly. I can't even imagine exactly. the money involved. Like, yes. But it's great that they're getting rewarded. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think of concerts and, and, like, being in the front of... It's, like, this impenetrable thing. Like, yes. how do you do it? I don't understand. Like, yeah. what, right. what do those people do? Well, but with him, it's a lot of lining up. But yeah. you're right. They, they get rewarded. They definitely get, like, yeah. let in first. And he knows... He's like, your reward is being easily escorted to the front row. But if you're not one of those people, like, I, I'm not one of those people, but I do know you got to go line up early. I mean, it's a process yeah. to see that dude. <laughs> it's not just like, I'll just show up five minutes before he goes on stage. It's like, no, you know you're going to get up early in the morning. You're going to be in line all day. But then you get rewarded with a handshake or right. a hug for your hard work. Would you want, like, I'm always fascinated when you're, like, I'm a Super Prince fan. Yeah. I'm a big Wilco fan. Like, but I always... I don't always, but I wonder if like, if Prince was like, Hey man, you want to hang out? Like, like, I don't know if I'd want to cross that. I mean, if you're listening, I will, (laughs) I will hang out. But you know what I'm saying? Like I have a thing where I'm, absolutely. I'm so in love with the music and the idea. Well, that's my, yes, I agree with you for certain people. I feel Mm -hmm. the same way about David Bowie. 
because mm. I feel like, right. and I love Prince too, and I kind of feel the same way too. Like, I, I listen to everything and everybody in all genres and all that, but there are certain things you can listen to people like Lloyd Cole, like Billy Bragg, like those people that I've met. No, like you can tell from their music, like that's going to be a pretty chill dude to hang out with, mm-hmm. and you kind of know what you're getting, right? Because their stuff is so personal and is so like about their lives and about what they're about and what they stand for. Whereas I think David Bowie and Prince are like aliens. I mean, straight up, right. like they're just so otherworldly that it's like, I can, yeah, I can't imagine hanging out with them to me. And also with people like that, not to excuse anyone being it. No one should ever be a dick. We all know that. But it's almost like if Prince, if somebody goes, Prince was a dick to me. I'm like, well, he's Prince. He gets to be a dick yeah. to you. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. that's like a little different for me. Some people get the dick claws. It's weird. It is. It's totally weird. And I don't. Well, Morrissey has that. I feel like. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say. He's got yes. a rep. I'm sorry to say it. But. Oh, no. He totally has a rep for being a dick. Yeah. And like, yes. And it's a comp being uh, in recent times, too, because he did some whack stuff lately. Being, continuing to be his fan is kind of hard lately. But he and I don't put him on the same level as Prince. But yes, he does get kind of a pass of like, well, yeah, he's a weirdo and a dick and he gets to be one. Mm -hmm. But I know what you mean. Like, yeah, there are definitely people in my record collection, like David, where I'm like, I don't think I could hang with them. Right. I don't want them to be normal. Mm-hmm. Right. There's an icon yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 You don't necessarily want to have coffee with yes. an icon. Or, yeah. Again. I would. You would. You're right. It's, of course, if David Bowie calls me tomorrow and is like, "You want to hang out?" It's like, we go, "No, yeah. sorry, DB." Like, yeah. yes, of course, I'll do it. But it, it's the kind of thing where kinda you swamped. Yeah. <laughs> but you would. You'd be sitting there going, "Do something crazy." Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, "Be more Prince," or you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Stop just drinking your coffee like a normal yeah. dude. Do some Prince Take shit. Take your shoes off. Something yeah. eccentric. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think about that. Not that I have tons of opportunities, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, Prince has to be probably the most untouchable dude there is. I mean, yeah. in general, now that right? M- I think MJ, you know, oh, well. <laughs> before he, well, he's even more untouchable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's uh, underground, but, right? But yeah, like before MJ died, I feel like that was well, sure, weirdest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was he was taking alien shit to the next level. Oh, totally. <laughs> so it's like even no matter how you admire the, like those are dudes where you're never gonna hang with them. Yeah, it's never gonna be like, well, oh, we're just gonna he's in this bar, I'll just go up and buy him a beer. Like that's never gonna happen. <laughs> well, but, it, but for good reason. I mean, yeah, yeah, Prince shouldn't be that to. guy. Like, yes. they, they built an image that yes. you love. You love the image. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you don't want to. They are still human beings, but you yes. don't want them to be human beings because that that I, kind of when it comes to Prince and David Bowie, I'm like, are they human? I feel like for real, if they had a press conference tomorrow and they're like just so you guys know we've been aliens this whole time <laughs> yeah. like collectively the world would go that checks out yeah well that's what I, when i saw the pit when you show the picture of morrissey like that in a, in a relatively normal you know yeah on a hotel balcony or wherever he yes. was yes um wearing just wearing a t-shirt yes it seemed very normal to me yes and it kind of broke the yeah oh yeah the mold it even was like the a, first time i saw him in person again i was like 16 or something i yeah i just was like even in the con, I saw it was when he was walking off of his tour bus, which that's not a normal thing to do. Not normal people don't walk off tour buses. So, he, but even in that context, it was like, oh, he's a real person. It was right. almost like, see, like Wizard of Oz style. Like I only saw him as like a projection of this like yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So even when I just saw him walking around on a street, I'm like, oh, he's a real dude who has to walk on streets. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, that's what Us Weekly tells us. Celebrities <laughs> are people too. Yeah. They're just they us. walk on streets. Yeah, look, they, they wear she's shopping. <laughs> they wear she's so buying grapes. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah, look, that's a, that's a form-fitting tee. <laughs> yeah, it did fit him really well. 
I gave him a couple of size options. Okay. I, because I, I was also like, I don't Smart. want to insult him by only giving him like XL. Because so he has gotten like, uh, a few. Or or like go the other way and give him a small. Yeah, exactly. I gave him a few like, sizes. What the, what the fuck? Yeah, I gave that's, him two or three. That's my accent. He's like a little, uh, like he's... He was pretty buff in that picture. He, he was looking buff, but like, super good during those yeah. times. He's aged. He's aged a bit he's in gotten, the past few yeah, years. He's hitting the tofu a little harder. Yeah, maybe. yeah. <laughs> hitting the tofu, hitting the spelt. Yeah, but yeah. But that's just because we always we all think of Arlie's. I think of him as the guy with the shirt open. And oh yeah, totally. Sure. The super. Yeah, that was when he was ripped in '91. Your Arsenal times. So yeah, that's exactly. like, but time machine. That's exactly where I go. Yeah. I kill Hitler later. First thing, go to 1991 more so you get on it and right. just like wash your wash your sunscreen on shirts it. on that app. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is his hottest time. Yes, I've I, given this a lot of thought. It would be Morrissey then Hitler. I mean, priorities. Yes, I go French 1991 Morrissey first, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I'll go kill Hitler now. That's what everybody wants. Now to that I'm do. feeling good. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm all jazzed. Just because you have a time machine doesn't mean Morrissey wants to make out with you in 1991. Yes, it does. That's how does that's how the time machine works. Well, it's yes. also a fantasy machine. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Haven't you been yes. in a time machine? <laughs> Duh. I, I have not. Yeah, there's a dial. Oh my god. That, yeah, you... that opens up so many possibilities. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could make out with Hitler even. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, what if only. Yeah, you freaky Friday it. You messed. You just messed up the whole thing. <laughs> oh no! I killed Morrissey and made out with yeah. Hitler. There's no Smith. But I'm married to Hitler. <laughs> Get him a t-shirt fast. <laughs> oh, making out with Hitler. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Soft lips, guys. Soft lips. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't talk about Hitler's lips. Um, do you think it's those guys? Like you, it sounds like it's more the music than the guys because those are pretty iconic people. I mean, Morrissey and our and uh, Michael Stipe. But you're, you're not. They are they more of a symbol of the music, or is it more? Um, or is it sort of moot point? I we were talking yesterday about like just you know music just being a reflection of. I mean, I don't need to take it in this direction, but no. But it's just interesting. Like, I'm thinking of Prince. Like I'm like, oh, I guess. I mean, I love his music. Yeah. And to me, he's just you know obviously a genius. Yes. Um, but I was just wondering. But Morrissey and Michael Stipe are also you know they're more uh. I think in the zeitgeist, just as themselves. Right. So I didn't know if it was like a thing just about them as people or if they were just more like the conduit to the music. Um, I think both. I mean, I was like super into the music first, mm-hmm. but then I'm also... They're just so individual. They're just such individuals. Like Prince, I don't really know his personality except like he apparently loves the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but he never comes out and he's never like, oh, I want to, you know, John Stewart for president. <laughs> His more I'm just like, oh, I love Purple Rain. <laughs> I want to have coffee with you. Coffee with Prince. Yeah. You need to aim higher. Why? Because he's Prince. Like, you need to be like, I want to do a weird Prince thing with Prince. But you just went French. Like, you didn't even aim that high. Oh. Like, Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> like, you literally just went, I'm going to get a time machine. French Morrissey. Yeah. That's my thing. The and other things. The Frenching clearly is going to lead oh, to other okay, things. okay, I see. Are you talking about the bone zone? <laughs> yeah. French first. Talk about fuck truck to pound town. Oh, That's no. what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. I was getting Matt, You opened the door. I know. I did. You opened that door. Um, <clears throat> the music was obviously first, but then I'm also like just a super completist. Like when I, so yeah, I bought like REM records and really like the records, but mm-hmm. then 
I'm somebody who wants to know everything about people I like, even not famous people. Like if I meet somebody and I like who I'm like, what's your deal? Like tell me your story. Where'd you grow up? Da da da. So the more I read about them mm-hmm. and the more I learned about them, the more I was just like, Oh, these are also cool dudes and interesting dudes. And then they they also got me into more things because they are you know they're also like the product of their influence like that's how my record my record collection came from pen pals because i had zines and i wrote to people all over the world who sent me mixtapes it was like 50 percent pen pals 50 percent reading interviews of people i already liked Mm -hmm. who were who go i really like patty smith growing up i really like sparks growing up i really like new york dolls growing up so then i was like well if this super cool dude likes that stuff yeah i gotta go buy all that stuff too so what's your zine about music yeah, the first scene I did was a Morrissey fanzine. Oh, really? It was a Morrissey and Michael Stipe fanzine. Morrissey? There was one called that. Really? There truly was one called that. That was one of the first ones I got. Really? Yes. That's Mine awesome. was called That Joke Isn't Funny Anymore. Oh. Because it was about those dudes, but it was also jokey. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Um, How old were you at this time? 14 is when I started writing zines. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I started doing that, and then that changed everything. I mean, that just you know like i said i got all these pen pals from that and so i got into more stuff and more music and um yeah so yeah i got into them specifically as people the more i read about them and the more like interviews i read and the more and especially michael stipe i mean he grew up in georgia primarily so there were a lot of of parallels of like oh this is all familiar to me yeah and you know they were all like southern dudes who you know like the kudzu on the murmur album cover was like in my backyard Mm -hmm. it was just like a real familiar like i get these dudes you know they know what it's like to grow up here and this music reflects that and they've driven through marietta yeah yeah exactly and <laughs> you know dunwoody you know they would totally name check like places in georgia and songs and mm-hmm. and yeah and so there was that connection to michael stipe with morrissey it was more like you know when i started listening to the smiths especially since it, i'm like 12 13 14 like it made me feel smarter first of all i was like i'm yeah. super smart because i'm listening to this <laughs> shit while everybody else is listening to whatever's terrible going on right now and this has big words in it like i used to listen to smith's records and like sit with a dictionary and like look up songs that were in the lyrics so i already am like this guy is pretty smart i should learn more about him <laughs> and then so yeah the more i read about him not only did i get into more music via him but book like i read books i never would have read and stuff because it was stuff that he would name check so yeah with him i i I, it's always weird to talk about this without sounding like a creep first of all it really is but because i don't know this guy he's not my friend like whatever but there when you're a teenager there was it was like not only do i like your records but you're also expanding my mind in this way that like you've inspired me to write this scene that brought these new people into my life and you inspired inspired me to read these books i never would have heard of other than you and listen to these bands i never would have heard of so there was like all that wrapped up in it Mm mm-hmm and then it was like, plus you're super hot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Plus you're a dude who want a French. Like, oh my God, this guy. Um, that pompadour. So there was that too. Yeah. That zine, I'm fascinated by that idea that people, how, how far out did it reach? Um, I, far. I mean, I had pen pals literally all over the world. I mean, really? I had pen pals in Germany and Italy and England and Scotland. And yeah, I mean, it, it because when you start, the thing about zines, yeah, I started doing a music one, and then in the back of all zines are, like, ads for other zines. So I would just write to those people. Mm-hmm. Anything I got that I liked, I'd, you know, not only write back to the person, but write to all the pen pal ads and go, I also like this band, or I also like this, and then we'd connect, and, excuse me, we'd end up trading things, and, yeah, that just brought, you know, as a kid growing up in Georgia, it brought all this stuff into my life that never would have been there otherwise. 
And so, yeah, I got like rad, insane, life-changing mixtapes from people in Europe and stuff who introduced me to post-punk and, you know, all these things that, yeah, I never would have heard otherwise. And I would go down to Little Five Points in Atlanta, Criminal Records, Wax and Facts, and my list of imports that I needed to buy. And yeah, I got started at a young age. And they were like, you're the coolest person that ever <laughs> in here. Well, they were just like, who drove you here? Like, I had to get my friend's big sister to drive me to Little Five Points. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, but they would also be like, you're a teenager in Morrissey. No big surprise there. <laughs> like, yes, of course. But, um, yeah. So the, the obsession with these guys and this music is so all encompassing, like all that stuff too. Like, yeah. of course I'm like, yes, their records are great and their lyrics right. are great, but it's like a time in my life where I'm like, they brought all of this radness into my life without even knowing it. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, and you must you must work with a lot of people musicians at Chelsea. Do, do a lot of musicians come on? No, no we don't. Actually, we never have musical guests because there's say, no like I'm setup wrong. for it. Right? Yeah. I mean, the only Dave Grohl is the only time because he came to guest host. Right. He came to guest host for a week, and yeah, we became like best friends. That's so interesting. That's right. Yeah, because he's also just psyched. He's like the most pumped, psyched dude I've ever met. <laughs> so excited about everything, and like has not lost. He, we talked to each other like 15-year-old boys. Like We're just like, dude, bro, did you see this t- this video? Did you see this record? Oh, my God, this band shreds. Like he, it, So it was exciting to talk to somebody who's not jaded in any way. Even yeah. though they've been a rock star for like their entire life, he's still... like We traded mixtapes, and the next day he came in like, oh, my God, these songs, like, oh, like freaking out. And I'm like, dude, we are kindred spirits. Like, no one else freaks out like this. What's on a Dave Grohl mixtape? What's, what's style? I wish... Oh, it was it was everything. It was everything from Ween to like fucked up to XBXRX. Like it was awesome. It was awesome. But that was the other thing too is that he obviously I have all this music stuff up in my cube at work, like just pictures of mm-hmm. all these people I like. And so day one, like he just came over and sat down and was like, "What's up? What? So you're into this people? Do you see <laughs> these people live? Oh, I worked with this guy. This guy, like just telling me stories immediately, which was another awesome thing because he had like a big plush dressing room to go hang out in, but he's like sitting next to me in my cubicle. And we started talking about Danzig and like all this kind of stuff. And he's just telling me like the greatest stories. Because of course he's worked with everyone. So he's yeah. like, I totally recorded with this guy. I totally hung out with this guy. Tell me all these great stories. And then, but then weirdly would be like, who's this? Who's this? Like a few people he didn't know. And then I was like, let me make you a mixtape, dude. I'll hook you up. <laughs> so it was a time I got to feel like the coolest person alive. So I totally made him a mixtape. And yeah, the next day there was, he was like, I've never heard of this band before. They're so great. I've never heard of these people before. And I'm like... I'll hook you up, Dave girl. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was awesome. But it was just cool to share stories like that with another adult. Most adults I know aren't into this stuff anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, rightfully so. Like, <laughs> people have shit to do. They have families. They have work to do. I don't. I have records to collect still. Uh-huh. And so to talk to a guy who's like, no, I'm still fully excited about this like crazy was awesome. That's really cool. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. I like that there's a couple non-cynical... Oh, he's not at all. Like, he was Rock just stars. so jazzed about all of it. And he also had cool stories about, you know, I told him I was from Atlanta. And we had weirdly parallel lives, like, weirdly. Like, we worked at Tower Records at the same ages. I mean, not obviously, he's 10 years older than me, but, like, you know, and I was like, I worked at Tower. He was like, I was that old when I worked at Tower. And I was like, and then I went to see a show there. And he's like, we played there at that time. Like, he was telling me stories about playing in Athens and Atlanta and stuff like that. And there were times I forgot. He'd be telling me a story, and I'd have to go, oh, you're talking about Nirvana. Like, when you were in Nirvana, like, I would forget it. Right. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. just a real psych dude. And I'm like, oh, no, he's talking about touring with Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. You forget. Like, he's had just had such a big career at post. Yeah. You forget. Yeah. But then that's how my friend Christine that I mentioned earlier, 
I put a song by her on the mixtape for him, and mm-hmm. he liked it so much that he came in and was like, who is this? This is, this is rad. And I'm like, that's my friend, Christine. She's awesome. And then I told my friend Christine, I was like, just so you know, like Dave Grohl is a fan. And she was like, well, if you don't mind, will you give him my email address? And I'm like, of course. And I did. And then he ended up playing on her album. Nice. She just straight up emailed him and was like, I, I'm well about to record a new album. Would you play drums on it? And he was like, totally. She basically knocked on his door. Yeah. <laughs> and so she came here and I got to watch. I got to, she recorded it at his studio and I got to watch them make that record that just came out like a month ago. That's awesome. It was the best thing ever. It was the best. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. You yes. can tell he's cool because like he's done that with so many people. Totally. Like, from like he was he's played on Tenacious D's whole yes. album and he played on obviously on Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. So like he's just a fan. Yes, on exactly. Some level. I think it's just like if he likes something, he's like, yeah, I'll do that with you. Yeah. Like that's all it takes. Because it's not she's not rich. She's not like famous. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not getting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. Just playing with a cool person who I does think, good stuff. I would hope people like you know like if you love music you would actually be into helping somebody who yeah. maybe isn't yeah if yeah you, if you believe <laughs> i don't want a french dave Grohl right now <laughs> <laughs> getting that time machine with the fantasy knob let's do it <laughs> i am the wrong one <laughs> it's dave Grohl. um man okay i feel like i could talk to you about these things forever yes uh, what any any other bum rushing i feel like you're the bum rush any other um, People can was, find that video. I, I don't know. Maybe they can't. But there, you recently jumped on. Oh, stage. I got on the most recent time I That's got on stage was, to hug Morsi. It is on YouTube. Yeah, okay. and I put it on my Tumblr too because it was just funny that somebody like made a GIF of it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the most recent time that's on there. That's what I'm thinking of. Totally hugging up on him. No big deal, guys. Um, I don't know. I have a million. I, I, Lloyd Cole is a dude I super like mm-hmm. that I think is like way underrated, <laughs> but I love him. But when I went to see him, just because I was wearing the shirt, it reminded me when I went to see him in Atlanta. I wasn't 20. I was like 18, I think, or maybe not even 18. It was a, either an 18 plus or a 21 plus show. I might have been 18 because it was when I first met my friend Chad and I went with him and I couldn't get in. It was at this place called Smith's Old Bar in Atlanta. And it was when he had just reunited with the Commotions to do a tour. Does this any of this mean anything? Do you like Lloyd Cole at all? I feel like a lot I don't of people really know, don't. I don't really know much. He's real Lloyd 80s Cole. college rock. He still makes records. I think he's a mm-hmm. genius. Every but, Whale Cave, though, I liked. Uh, I, get, I feel like I get some nugget so, oh okay so this is it oh okay well lloyd cole he's awesome but so i wasn't old enough to get in but he was downstairs playing pool and so i just went up to him and was like i'm super into you but they won't let me in because i'm not old enough and he was just like oh no problem come with me and just like walked me upstairs and was like she's with me let her in and so got me into his show like no questions asked even though i was totally underage Wow. So that was like a cool thing. I don't have this gene. No, <laughs> there's no way we could ever have that kind of experience in our no. lives. You you leave it. You lead a charmed life. I don't think that. I I don't think that's true. I think it's how you approach somebody. I think, and also it's the people. I like. I said these aren't. I mean, I Lloyd Cole's a kind of a man of the people type dude too. Yeah, where it's right. like he's not. He he knows if somebody comes up to him and be like, "Hey, buddy," that they're into him you know right right yeah yeah it's they, the person. they really like what he's doing sure I mean, I th- like, and I don't th- try that with prince man <laughs> <laughs> not but right. prince is never going to be at the bar at a venue right. like that's never going to happen yeah. did you go see him chip and i went to see him four times when he played those forum shows no i didn't i don't remember what was Why? happening i don't know Why? yeah i know he played there for like two months i know i i we i just had this conversation with oh, uh, a friend who bring it up old shit yeah <laughs> sorry yeah we can't figure out where matt was during that uh, my daughter might have just been born yeah. something something oh, was that's gonna... the only acceptable excuse then yeah 
when it was like when was this this was three years ago right i think that's exactly what happened actually yeah. Yeah. because i didn't even I, I sort of learned about it at the end and i feel like she was born she's three and i feel okay. like she that was happening okay well then th- i was in a cloud you get a pass for creating human life you get a pass it's the only pass to miss <laughs> i don't know prince at the forum for two months it's, it's my excuse I'll it was so good I heard it was amazing. It was. Yeah. Chip and I really look back on that. Well, once in a while, we'll be like, remember that time in our lives where we went to see Prince once a week? That was just like our weekly standing yeah. thing, like to go see Prince. Yeah. yeah. It sounded amazing. It was pretty great. Yeah. He had I, a different opener every time and like different guests. Like one night we went and like Stevie Wonder came out. It was nuts. Yeah. No, Shaka Khan. Sheila E was at all of them. It was nuts. Yeah. No, Not no. to like rub it in because you have no. a kid. But you have a kid now. You're like, well, I have a kid. Yeah. She's you okay. saw a guy play some shows. I have a child. She's all right. Yeah. She's okay. Yeah. She'll do. She's fine. Her name's Apollonia. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I love. Uh, I love the man. But I was, yeah. Man, yeah, I heard that was amazing. He'll come back. I mean, he'll do that again. Sure. Yeah. That was a thing he did on a whim that I read. Like, I read that he was for real mm-hmm. driving home from whatever tour he was doing. Like, they were in the tour bus driving to Minneapolis and he just was like, hey, turn the bus around. I want to go play in L.A. for two months. Like, literally. And there, and apparently, I really did just read this a couple weeks ago. And somebody was supposed to play at the forum. And his tour manager called and was like, Can't, whoever that is, get him out of there. Like, <laughs> oh Prince wants God. to come there for like two months. And they did. It's a tag team box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a sold out the forum. Yeah. Oh, we finally what? made it, guys. This is it. This is the, the weirdest tour ever. <laughs> totally. We've been working uh, so hard hey. to get our fan bases together. Are you guys sitting down? <laughs> What's going on? Are you guys tell us uh, yeah. that we sold no, out? No, Did, no we I know we were, we're close. Canceling we're canceling your two month residence. What? Yeah, Prince is doing it. <laughs> we, sorry. We, anyway, uh, with ticket sales, we're strong. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> You, did you see? Did yeah. you come to rehearsal? We were sounding great. Rehearsal, we were real tight. It was pretty good. I mean, you know, like when Silence so City. No, that wasn't. <laughs> That's Queens Rack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get Queens Rack and Sebastian. Eighteen Bach in life. Though. I mean, yeah. eighteen in life with a rap verse. Come on, it was amazing. <laughs> it was like we'll get meant you. to be. We'll get you. Can you play the Greek in the summer? <sighs> it just really meant a lot. Oh we were big Lakers fans too. Just so like to be in the forum, Prince, the real, Prince, Prince trumps everybody. Atrocity oh. that would be a bot <laughs> Sebastian slash tag Fox team. tag team lineup. Yeah, I'm oh genuinely playing that mashup in my head, yeah. and I don't think it would be that bad. Make it, make it when you get I home. Can't even do it. Like I, can my I? brain can't yeah. formulate. Can it. you do that in like Garage Band? Oh yeah, I guess you, I could. You do, do like it. to tinker. I do like to tinker <laughs> on Garage on Facebook. Yesterday. I was just saying on Facebook yesterday. I, it's the t- about that time when I play with GarageBand. <laughs> like for some reason, I'm back into Garage Band. Make this mash up. Yeah. Make it happen. What would the what wait? Would the, what is it? Whoop! There it is. Mashed the, up with some, eighteen in life. Eighteen in life is a <laughs> bit mid tempo or a little even slow. I don't know if that's gonna work. Yeah. What about like, um, um? What was their other hit? Well, there was, there was I'll Remember You, which is a ballad. So that's yes, no, but then no there was good. something else, like um, Something Gone Wild. Could you drop that? Youth yes. Gone Wild. Youth Gone Wild ta- uh, with Woomp, There It Is. <laughs> we are the yes. Woomp, There It Is. Dun, dun, I can't dun, think of dun, anything dun. worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse than that combo. Please make it. <laughs> make it. 18 in Life and Woomp, There It Is. No, no, no. Uh, no youth, youth Gone Wild. Youth Gone Wild. Consider it done, Matt Donna. Wait, wait, wait. They are, no time machine needed for that. <laughs> they're Whoop. There it is, right? The other yes. guy, 95 South, was Whoop. There it is. Right. Okay, so Whoop. There it is. Whoop. 
Woomp parentheses. <laughs> Parenthetical. Yeah, 95 South didn't have the, the cultural impact yeah, of Tag Team. Yeah, not Woomp. So Woomp, there it is, slash well, team was back Youth again. Gone Wild. Yeah, I don't know where they were the first time. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember them being around the first Please time. Please make that back mashup. again. I will give you American Will you dollars. give me a t-shirt? Yes, I'll screen you a t-shirt. A screen of uh, I actually Sebastian do have like in the Tag Team. <laughs> Sebastian Bach for president. <laughs> <laughs> and tag team wearing that shirt. All right. Oh my god, I'm both getting a giant shirt, two guys in uh, one yes, shirt. Yes. <laughs> Whoop, there it is. All right. Let me see. Youth. How about youth? There it is. Youth, yes. there it is. <laughs> god, that sounds like some terrible anti drug youth pastor theme. Oh my theme. god, it's going to be atrocious youth there it is Please do it. <laughs> all right it's happening guys i mean cool. if you can if you can do it with 18 in life then yes then do it i just yes. don't know that, that just seems work. way harder no 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 <laughs> why mess with perfection <laughs> ricky was a young boy Ooh, yeah. there it is. <laughs> i'm so impressed you know this at all yeah that's that's my background man that's like that was jam. a hit though that was I, a huge just, hit I, it was. Is it's he like, your Morrissey? No, ah! not my personal thing, but like all the girls in my class loved uh, Warrant and yeah. Skid Row and yes, all that Winger, Winger, sure, yeah, yep, yep, late eighties, uh, yes, glam metal bullshit, yes. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian Bach kind of scooted in on that. I just don't remember a lot of his. He was real pretty. He was like the most attractive. Yeah, he was real pretty. Kip Winger was a Kip Winger like was real pretty. Model, but... He was like a ballerina too in real life. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. Yeah, like, he was, really? Remember yeah. he did that high kick with his bass guitar? <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy in that video in, in uh, 17. I think he does like a, a full on ballet. I think he was like the 80s kick. metal renaissance man. I swear <laughs> to God. I think I remember yeah. reading interviews in like Tiger Beat or whatever where he's like, I'll play violin and do ballet <laughs> or whatever in his spare time. And they're like, yeah, yeah, just play it. Yeah, <laughs> play your just shred on bass, Kip. Yeah. yeah. We don't care. Shut up about that, Kip. <laughs> Always talking about it. Um, all right, well, hey, on that hey. note, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me to talk about all the clearly illegal things I've done in my past. <laughs> I don't know if they're illegal. I don't. They're not illegal. They're just, you there know. Are, they are things you should call the cops on. If you are a musician. Yes. I still love, and this is what Matt was saying, how you, st- I think you're such a, you know, a fan and just a fan of music that you, you st- always are seeing it through their eyes <laughs> as opposed to your own safety. Yes. That's a fan. I am. You're like, I'm concerned that Morrissey might have been scared. <laughs> I am. And <laughs> like, because no, also, too, I was thinking, the, another reason I did, I was always thinking, who doesn't want to hear that? people think they're awesome that was my thing when people would go but you're bugging right. them which insert i've never yes there are times where it's like you shouldn't bug people but i always think you know what fuck a person who doesn't want to hear hey you're really great and i like what you do mm-hmm. that's something i learned when i was living in new york i learned that with comedians because i was always really intimidated by certain comedians you know right. That, right. that i was seeing on stage they're like oh i want to be doing what they're doing but yeah. then someone was like you know what like just Go up to them yes. and say, hey, you're her hilarious. Yes. Not, and I was like, they're not going to want to hear that. Who doesn't want to <laughs> hear like, that? Are you kidding? That's all they want yes. to hear. Yes. That's the only thing yes. they want to hear. You like them. Yes. So go. And I was like, oh, okay. And I get, if you get, if you're like Tom Cruise, yeah, you probably don't want to hear it because you're at 5,000 times a day. But if you're not to that level yet, I don't think it becomes tedious. I think you all, I think even I think Tom even, Cruise yeah, wants to hear it. Really? Wants to hear yeah. it the most. Why, why, why is he, well, yeah, that's, why he's, that's why he's I know, but achieved. I, guess, like, I just feel pushed. like there's a certain level of fame where they probably, where they can't even like yeah. take two steps without somebody going, oh, I love you, but. Yeah. Right. It has to be genuine. It's, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you know, you come at it from a genuine perspective. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's people who like, I mean, I think it's a weird historical thing. Like, I think we went through a period where like the Beatles and like people who were on the forefront of like being that famous. Yeah. Had like, they took the brunt of some crazy stuff. Yeah. To the extent of being even like murdered. In yes. Yeah. A couple of I'm cases. not trying to steal like a lock of anybody's hair. Or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But like after that, I think there was like a cooling period and then there was like a, okay, you know, we still are in this business because we like attention. Sure. And, uh, sure. We want- and if you make something, you want to hear somebody go, I like yeah. the thing you made. I like, I like positive feedback sure yes. that's that's why i create things yes. in the world and uh and so if you do it in a non-stalkery not non-creepy way <laughs> non-knocking on their front door way right that's how you should yeah. do it but that's that's yes but that's adorable you have to understand like a girl with her mom that's adorable yeah. you know what i mean like that's so non-threatening yeah i guess that's true yeah for so, sure sorry so i'm not sorry michael stipe <laughs> yeah you should have appreciated it yeah <laughs> no apologies <laughs> no apologies well uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, come back anytime. I've, I've got only more stories. So, I'm, yes. Awesome. That'd be great. Yes. April Richardson, folks. Yes. Talk about the passion by R.E.M. Folks, speaking of passion, April Richardson. Yeah. Huh? Ideal whale cave guest. Yeah, she's uh, her passion for music is uh, staggering. Hilarious passion for music. I mean, great stories. That's that's what more can you ask for? Whale cave. That's what this is all about, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. She mentioned. I hate to disappoint her because she mentioned doing a mashup <laughs> of tag team, and I'm not as industrious as April. Yeah, who's super cool and makes t-shirts and uh, you know things for Morrissey and stuff like that. Right. I. That's uh, not my. I don't have those skills. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to be honest, but I did go to SoundCloud and I found some, some really excellent mashups. Whoop. There it is. Mashups. Okay. So, uh, if you go to soundcloud.com and just search whoop, there it is under tracks. You can, there's 188 of them. Holy shit. These are some of my favorites. All right. Uh, there was a, a Skrillionaire has one with whoop. There it is. And the Donkey Kong theme. Nice. Um, there's a nice one with a Metallica remix by news standard one Oh one. Uh, oh, there's Mark Santiago has a great one with Blurred Lines, tag team and Blurred Lines, Whoa. if you're not hating on Blurred Lines right now. <laughs> um, but the most, oh yeah, and the most popular is uh, DJ uh, ACIBII, Avacy. Avacy, thank yeah. you. Uh, that mashes up levels and whoop, there it is. That's the most popular one. Oh, wow. Anyway. Um, so go there and find it. There's also an inexplicable one where they match up Power of Love and Whoop, There It Is, which is hilarious. <laughs> that might be, that's the first one I'm going to listen to. Yeah, which, awesome. which I think you'd love. But uh, anyway, my, I've talked on him before and I'll talk about him again, but my, my love of DJ Girl Talk is prompting me to play uh, an excerpt, uh, a mashup he did with, uh, off of Feed the Animals. Okay. Which is whoop, uh, whoop, There It Is. It's called, uh, it's from the track Hands in the Air. Uh, you'll see I think you'll see who he matches up with I'm not going to give it away but or you'll hear it it's tight you can get it for free on illegal-art.net and uh, I'm going to play it for you after I say thank you so much to April Richardson who again you can watch on Chelsea Lately and go to Go Bayside for her podcast go to iTunes get Go Bayside um, thanks Matt Belknap for getting sure getting thing. pretty deep yeah this is, this is some serious music discussion up getting top getting pretty and, rude you know. yeah yeah, I didn't mean to be so rude. No, no, it's okay. Your sense. See, I think it showed your sensitivity too. <laughs> yeah, deep thinker. But anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening. And again, uh, at Whale Cave, Matt at Whale Cave dot com, 
And uh, thanks so much. Here's that whoop. There it is. Tag team is back again. Tag team back again. Check it, wreck it, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, rejoice. There's a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. These three words mean you're getting busy. Whoa. 